we're on. We're recording the HDL podcast. It has been a while, and uh, a lot has changed in the landscape of the Hindbale Dynasty League. We welcome new two new members into the Champions Lounge, uh, Ian Crosby and new Mike, shirtless new Mike. Uh, how does it feel to be a part of the inner circle now? It feels great. And can I ask just a quick favor? Can you refer to us as UWC Ian and UWC New Mike, please? Moving forward. <laughs> uh, let it just be implied. It's a, it's, that's a mouthful. <laughs> no, but no, it feels it, good. It, it, I was talking to Mike earlier. It's just like a monkey off the back, although we didn't expect it to be this year. Maybe two, three years. First one's definitely probably the hardest one. If you ask uh, those who have won, I think the second might be more difficult. <laughs> well, well, I mean... Do we do we are we able to ask the only guy that won the second one? I mean, I have his phone number still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we saw what happened to him. I don't know if you want to win the second one. Sure. I wonder how much we, Troy's not here to tell us, but uh, I wonder how much he threw the championship out of fear. He wanted to stay in the league a couple more years. <laughs> so you guys uh, won, I think, sooner than than you like you said. You guys won sooner than you thought you were going to. Um, you also won through unprecedented means being the uh, uber wild card uh, to get into the the playoffs and then ran the table. I know, Mike, you had posted on Instagram your record and uh, Ian shared that and you said you received a bunch of different questions about how – because what was your record? Five and eight? Five and eight, yeah. So we have a five and eight champion. What are your honest thoughts on the Uber wild card? Obviously, it got you a championship, which I'm sure is good. But were you guys always proponents of it? Um, or were you against it when we first discussed it? I remember the discussion about it. I like It made sense because, you know, you get shitty matchups. Um, so I was kind of for it. I didn't think that, you know, I would be the first – that we would be the first Uber champions. Um, but I mean, like I got it and I didn't understand how it all worked. I like, to be honest. And, but you know, we were the, we were wildcom. We we're like, all right, if we get in good. And like, we were expecting, like we said before, we were expecting to just make it in the playoffs, barely make the playoffs and maybe get out in the first round. And then to be come out on top of it, it, it was definitely surprising. You know, we actually did expect to make the playoffs this year. We didn't expect A-Bomb's team to be good because when we drafted him in our division, he wasn't. Right. And then he made a bunch of moves. And, and, and we kind of looked at Mills and Bipu's team as like, you know, they're not on the upslope. They're either just hanging in there. They haven't had a real high draft pick in like three years. Um, you know, I, we're sitting here thinking like, we could probably edge these guys if we draft well. Um, we knew Billy was going to be good. We actually didn't even pick Billy in our division. He just kind of fell to us as the last possible spot. But we're thinking like, you know, we might be able to fit in as like a six seed. Um, and then like the year was going on and we were scoring well. We were, just, we were getting beat though. We were getting absolutely smoked in points against. And um, I remember getting to a point thinking, well, Mike, I, I think at this point we're going to end up having a third overall pick again, which isn't the worst thing in the world. But <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember coming to Mike, I don't, know if, I don't know if you're going to talk about this later. I, do, I forgot to look at your talking points. But I remember I remember talking to Mike with two weeks left in the season and saying, you know, we're behind A-bomb for the Uber wild card by, like, 108 points. Like, you know, we and we just beat him pretty bad the week before. I'm sitting here, what are the chances we can outscore him by a 
you know, 109 points or whatever over the past two weeks. And we kind of just, we're trying to decide we're like, you know, when we're sitting in the lineup, are we like, should we put a guy who's like, you know, pretty safe in maybe averages nine, 10 points a game, or should we put like, you know, a wild card player in that either gets you one point a game or gets a 29. Boom bust player. Um, yeah. And I, I think we did like the boom bust thing and ended up working for us two weeks in a row. And that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Like, so it was really the last two weeks is when you were like, this could, this could legit happen. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. when it hit us, and we're like, um, we actually could win this Uber wild card and go into the playoffs right. with our shitty record. And, <laughs> right. And you know what's nice about that boom-bust option is, okay, you know, if, if this player we put in gets one point, you know, we get the third overall pick. No big deal. But if he gets 30 points, you know, we, we might be in the playoffs. So yeah, yeah. We kind of went yeah. that route instead of, like, the safe, the safe route. What a, that, what a crazy swing to be <laughs> in the last two weeks to be going for – either the third overall pick being a very real possibility to then now here you guys are as champions mugs on the way rumor is they've been ordered so uh, they'll be coming soon i have video evidence of a shirtless mike so he's earned his mug um do you guys think in the eyes of the league do you, you guys winning does that validate the uber wild card um does it or does it is it a sham because you guys obviously wouldn't have won if you, this didn't exist? What do you think the perception of the league mates towards the Uber wildcard is now that we have an Uber champion? You, you can take it, Mike. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on – you're going to have – the league is full of different people. Some people are probably going to validate it be like, you know, this is why we have the Uber wildcard. So you have a player who scores a lot of points but doesn't have the good matchups. But then there's going to be people who are – against it and be like, this is, you know, you shouldn't have this because you should go on record. Um, but I think my personal opinion, but it probably could become as part of the Uber wildcard. Um, I mean, it seems like people are like all for it. It kind of like kind of watching the world burn kind of dealing with it. So be like, this is, this is, you did, we did this. This is how it's going to happen. And, you know, I think, I think majority of people are, we're just, it's also like an underdog story kind of like, the least like person that's going to get it is wins it all. So I think I guess some people are going to be, you know, for it. Right. Some people, yeah. Some people view it different ways. Like you said, like, you know, if, if it wasn't the case and a bomb makes it as a six seed, he beats Chris loses to Troy and then Billy beats Troy. So Billy's probably upset that the Uber wild cards there because he would be the champion. You know what I mean? But on the other end, it's, you know, you're putting, you know, if, if you have these divisions, the Uber wildcard allows the best team to get in still. Yeah. I think it, cause we're a, it's a 12 team league, six teams make the playoffs. So half of the league makes the playoffs. So even at five teams, like that's a healthy percentage of the league that still can get in. And that six spot, I think making it for the Uber wildcard, the most points scored. I think we joke around all the time. Winners win. Um, but if, if your team was actually, like you should have won more games. You you still had five other chances or three, fourth place, fifth place, or your division rather. Um, so I think it's it's still fair. I think it I think it validates it that you guys came in and won it. Um, and I think obvious. I I mentioned two uh, games this year where I was like hesitant about which quarterback to start between Ryan and Rogers and. 
I made the wrong decision both times and I lost. One of them was against you guys. And I think it might have been the that might have been the Rogers dud that he put up against Tampa Bay. Uh, or it was the week that they played each other and Ryan sucked. But either way, if I had won that game pulled a Falcon and picked the wrong quarterback. Exactly. Uh, but had I picked the right one, I would have had a better record than A Bomb. And then you guys would have knocked mm-hmm. me out of the playoffs. Uh, so I'm glad that didn't happen. Right. And you know what's funny about that is you would have a champion with a four and nine record instead of a five and eight. <laughs> yeah. Which would have been even worse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I don't think you can look at it. Obviously, it's hard. If that happened to me, I'm sure I would have been a little bitter. But uh, I don't think we can look at the rules and evaluate them on how they affected us. I think we've got to look at is it fair or isn't it? And I think I like the the uber wild card but um let's back all the way up so you guys you've been a part of the league for four years now right i think so yeah yeah um so you took over for nick Bar- martino uh now of echo brewing the official beer of the hdl podcast take me back to four years it, according from your viewpoint what was the team like then when you took it over okay i think we had you know carson wentz which seemed to pan out really well this year for us um, hey, he's, that, that's I'm pretty sure. Champion, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm pretty sure our receivers were Willie Sneed. Um, yep. I think so we team. actually he gave us Austin Hooper, who and who we ended up starting for the first time this year in the championship game because all the Cle- all of Cleveland's receivers were out, and that actually ended up working for us. Um, who else, Mike? I think I think we had we had Henry. Um, we had Henry. We had Henry. We had yeah, yeah. No, we drafted Dalvin Cook, didn't we? I think he came. He was. Yeah, on we drafted Dalvin Cook. Did we? Yeah, we drafted Dalvin Cook. Right. Yeah, because that started the whole. We every we time, every time after, we do a first round pick. We we picked up the team after the draft, so he had, was just drafted Cook and Juju. No, he just drafted Henry because there's no way he would get both. See, the, the, we drafted Cook because it started the whole league-wide thing where every running back we draft in the first round gets injured immediately. Yeah. It's an immediate you know, ACL. Juju, there. he actually got Juju in the second round. Juju fell that year. But I don't remember yeah, yeah. which running back was in. But the, the team that we yeah, got, it was, it was Derek Henry. whether we were going to, you know, make changes to go for this year or break it down and make it our team. So we chose to break it down, make it our team, make our draft picks and everything. Um, so that's the route we took. So that it was players that we were happy with that we weren't kind of given. Like, but um, so most of our starters are pretty much people that we picked. Uh, we were like the way the team, obviously the, te- the way the team looks now, we're happy with, obviously. But, so. so we mentioned Juju. Um, oh, Juju. Good old Juju. Not on the team, not an Uber champion with you guys. Um, but – he was he made some news early on uh, with you guys because when you took over that team and we had a cutback rosters, uh, there was a surprise drop. Juju Smith Schuster was cut from the team. What I know, Ian was quick to throw you under the butt under the bus there, Mike. But um, was that your fault? Did you? What oh, I take full I take full responsibility of it. I <laughs> I, I own up to it. I was given a dynasty roster and I was given pretty much like two weeks to learn dynasty um, and make cuts on players that I never even heard of. 
I didn't pay attention to the draft before Dynasty outside of the Eagles pick. Um, so I kind of chose. And to be honest, it was like a Monday morning. I was hungover and had no clue what I was doing. I was like, oh, this guy is – there's no room for him. On, like, he's not going to be good. There's already these many people on the roster. Let's drop him. So I dropped him, and then Ian goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And and I wasn't thinking, and I dropped him. Um, but, yeah, I take full responsibility for that. Quite the introduction to the league. Going from yeah. this guy's – don't know who this guy is. I'm going to cut him to now you're the champion. I don't know if you should be proud or we should be embarrassed or a little bit of both. But I think a little bit of both is the best answer. Um, I remember thinking when that happened, thinking, well, you know, we've, been the, we've been in the league for two weeks and we're already out. Good job, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just signed up. <laughs> it's one of those things where whether it was a, even if it was a complete accident or it was totally intentional, we had to put him back on your team because it would have, like, it's a bigger uh, detriment to the league to let a player like that hit waivers than to just fix the mistake, whether it was intentional or out of ignorance. Uh, but, yeah, that was, that was quite the entry. And now you guys have or will have mugs. Quite the turnaround in four years. A big part of the win this year was uh, not cutting the rookies that you drafted in 2020. It must have been a surprise to see the, the guys that you drafted this year contribute so soon. Uh, it was, you had a bunch of picks this past draft. When did you picture being a legitimate contender? When we when we made the Uber wild card, I guess. So what? Three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, what year? Yeah, with, the, with the wide receivers being heavy on this draft and they're being called exceptional, like like generational, um, we weren't expecting. We were expecting to maybe, like I said, slip in the playoffs and just kind of get knocked out first round, which we were okay with. We we're like, okay, as long as we compete and we put it out there. And maybe because you know, wide receivers, I know they usually break out in their third year, which I mean, the third year is kind of a myth. It's usually second or third year. So we were like, well, if they break out in their second year, they would be, um, then that would be great and we would be competing next year. So we just, and the fact that they came so exceptional this year with the shortened off season, I mean, it's great for us and we were happy for it. So, but we weren't expecting to be full contenders this year. And then we use our draft picks and we'll just, you know, use our draft picks for next year and just kind of keep building. And, you know, it is a dynasty league for a reason. Um, so we just kind of build, just kind of build upon our roster and make the changes that we need to um, keep up the dynasty. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm also working at the same time. Yeah. So we, we are talking. Yeah. We weren't expecting How many rookies did we have this year? We had well. We had four first round. We had four first round picks. It was Taylor, CD, Rager, and Jefferson, and then that was our. And we contemplated starting all of them in the final round, and three of them we did start. So yeah, five of our starters this year are rookies, which is good. All but three of our starters are within three years old. So you know, we're hoping we saw two firsts and two seconds this year too. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're gonna be okay moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah, two firsts this year. Uh, obviously, one of them now, the 112, uh, your own pick. And then you have Troy's 1-9. It's a little bit later, but, I mean, first, as we saw last year, and this class I think is supposed to be good, you guys had you had a 75% hit rate on your first-round picks 
last year. And I don't know that we can close the book on Jalen Rieger. He was hurt, so he could still be a, a producer going forward. Well, now he's got Jalen Hurts, you know, the better of the two QBs, right? Exactly, man. So yes, the ATL group. I think <laughs> I think we saw um, that yeah, ER touchdown that D-Jax had. That's going to be Rieger next year, so. And if only well, they hopefully. just keep calling more plays after that one play to D-Jax. Yeah, I, I think the – the window for you guys is obviously uh, it opened sooner than you thought, but with the, you got first round picks uh, coming up in this draft, still have all your picks for next year or for the following years too. So the, the winning bug hasn't hit you guys yet. Cause as we had the last uh, champions lounge um, uh, podcast, we all talked about how you start winning and you need to keep winning and that's when the draft picks go away. Um, but you guys haven't haven't been there yet. So you guys, I think we might be in trouble. You guys could be the next guys kicked out of the league. Yeah, I, I said a couple <laughs> weeks before, I was like, I want to be one of those champions that still has their first round pick the year after. So we're able to do that. We got, we got a lot of trade offers. Everyone was coming after our, our core and everything. But we, that's why we didn't make any trades because we, we trusted the process and uh, kind of keep moving forward. So I, I mean, I, we did sell out pretty hard. You know, we, you gave us you gave us a boat for Juju. Um, Troy gave us a boat for Calvin. Um, Dalvin sorry, Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah Dalvin Cook. So it's, you know, what'd you get for Cook? Dalvin, Dalvin Cook worked out for both people. Like Troy I got, we got two running backs. We got the picks we wanted. He overpaid at the time, but it ended up like panning out for him. But it also panned out for us. So you know, I, I was actually really excited about the Dalvin Cook trade because we had drafted him and he was immediately injured two years in a row. Like, we didn't even use him. Right. I remember thinking, wow, two first and a second. Like, get him the hell out of here. This dude's got one leg. Yeah. And then he brought a mug. And, he, honestly, he was a big part of Troy's team this year. Obviously, it didn't pan out for a mug. But after uh, McCaffrey went down for most of the mm -hmm. year, until it really mattered, Troy's team didn't miss a beat. And that's because of it. Um, Mike, you talked about trusting the process, not making trades, um, which, you know, you guys, I'm sure – I know I reached out about some players this year, and once it seemed like your division was going to be good, I'm sure more people were like, oh, you can't win this year. Like, give me all your good players, because that's what people do. Uh, but there's one guy on your team who isn't particularly good uh, that I've asked. I know where this is going. And he's still on your team. How many trade offers have you received from me for Duke Johnson? Um, just from I you? can't count on the hands and toes how many <laughs> trade offers. Why? For that. Like, and you know what? Actually, you know, you know, Dave. Those ten offers that you that you probably sent us 10, 15 offers. But actually, the sickest one is Sarlo offered us a first like two years ago for him, and we said no. And I don't know why. But at this point, Duke Johnson is kind of like a trophy. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's something you have to put on the side of your desk and look at every day and say, you know what, you know, we got you, you're ours. We're never going to use you. We're just going to stay on the team even even when you retire, most likely. Yeah, he, he kind of has become trophy or like a mascot for you guys. It's like the Eagles uh, – Swoop doesn't help the Eagles win games, but they can't get rid of him. Like, he's he's the mascot. I, <laughs> uh, I feel like that's what Duke Johnson has become. I, I'm sure that when uh, Duke first went to – Houston is probably when Sarlo offered um, that first round pick. And I know um, even since, since he hasn't panned out, 
went in Houston. I know I've offered seconds. Um, I I can't believe it. I don't know why. I feel like you guys should have moved Duke Johnson. That's what I think. Yeah, don't worry. We we feel the same way. Yeah, <laughs> because when he came over to Houston, he was supposed to be the lead back, so that was the high point, and we should have sold him then. Even though at that point he he had been the lead back in another system, and he didn't do anything, so we should have just sold him, knowing that he wasn't going to be the lead. You can't. You don't just become this amazing back. You're always going to be the same type. So, I mean, I was trying to get rid of him, but I was just like, let's just get rid of him to get rid of him. Ian was like, you know what, let's let's keep him. And I was like, okay, fine, we'll keep him. Yeah, this Duke Johnson thing might be my fault. <laughs> well, I, I'm trying not to be bitter, uh, and I think I'm done trying to trade for Duke Johnson, but I I make no promises when it comes to Duke Johnson. We expect more trade offers. <laughs> you probably should. Um now, you guys have been you, – you've made some, some big deals. Uh, we talked about Juju. We talked about Dalvin Cook. Uh, but as far as the uh, quantity of trades that you've made, it's been on the lower end of the league. Uh, I'm not – between you guys and Calhoun, um, Calhoun, I guess, is probably less because he, like, never trades. Uh, but I think you guys and Calhoun are at the bottom in number of trades made. Is that um, – Part of your philosophy, do you think that will continue to be the trend? Do you think that it was just a, um, a trusting the process of building a team and now uh, your your palms might open up a little bit and you might be a little more active? Um, where, where do you guys think trading – what does trading look like for you guys going forward? So moving forward – so let's start in the past. So in the past, um, we, were, we weren't looking to acquire players. You know, we were looking to – get rid of players. So, yeah, the Juju was a huge one. We wanted draft picks. Dalvin was a huge one. We wanted draft picks. Um, believe it or not, we got, I'm pretty sure we got a pick for, uh, uh, who's the quarterback? Who did we trade the quarterback with, Mike? Uh, who did we, we get the South Coast? We trade Phillip Rivers, and we got Preston yeah, Phillip Rivers. draft pick. Yeah. 104 years old, you know, for draft picks. We didn't care. <laughs> we didn't care if it sixth, fifth, or first. You know, um, so that was the philosophy. Like we had no, we had no need to throw two firsts at somebody for a starting running back. Like we weren't even close to winning. So we accumulated draft picks over three years, and um, we built through the draft. So um, our original plan was okay. Let's get this core like that we had this year, a team that may make the playoffs, may not. And then once we feel like we're right there, then we're going to throw some draft picks and get some get get a big name from somebody, somebody who doesn't need their player, somebody who maybe is on the losing end is looking to do the same thing we used to do. And I said, that's when we're going to trade, you know, some big pieces or some future draft picks, and we're just going to go for it. Um, we didn't expect to not have to do that, if that makes sense. We just we ended up not having to do that. Like, the, right. the team we drafted ended up winning. Um, yeah. That still could be a case if we think we're competitive. We assume we're going to be competitive, like, you know, the next, you know, two, three years at least, like, and, and if we get to a point where, like, man, like, we really can't leave Billy or we really can't leave Troy in the next two years, that's when we'll start trading uh, future draft picks away. But at the moment, we'll probably just go still draft. Yeah, we kind of took this year as, like, a, all right, well, we'll see how the, the four first-round draft picks pan out. We'll see where our team sits at the end of this, you know, whether they, we get hits or misses. And after that, then we'll see if we'll make any trades that we need to make. Or 
if they hit, then we'll be happy with it and work on next year's drift and go, kind of go that way. So, I mean, I was always high. I'm, I'm like everyone. I'm high on my good players. I'm low on my bad players. But, I mean, so I wanted probably more than normal for maybe our good players to trade, but I wanted – I was trying to – I was okay getting rid of the, the crappy ones that are – make no sense to be on our team. So, but we'll see what happens going forward. How soon can we expect – a repeat from you guys. Is it coming next year? Is the second mug down the road? Was this a flash in the pan? I think we'll. I think we're going to be. I think this year was a flash in the pan. However, our original goal was a mug in the next three years. Uh, so, in the, if that's the case, we're looking to get a second mug within the next three years. All right. Well, the the gauntlet has been dropped. You guys have heard it. That's the the new goal is to make sure they go mugless for at least the next three years. Um, I think <laughs> that's my goal too. Dave, my, my favorite offers from you are the ones where you offer me something and then say, Oh, by the way, I haven't talked to Scott about this. Yeah. I wanna, if Scott offers, <laughs> those, those, that's when you know it's real. Those are some of my favorite offers. <laughs> those are, uh, those happen a lot. And Scott at this point <laughs> knows that they happen because uh, I've told him and we've talked about it on multiple podcast episodes now. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of virtue signaling. I, I don't think I've ever lied about it. I don't think I've ever like discussed a deal with Scott and then gone to somebody and said I haven't done that. But I do just want people to know, like, I think this is such a good deal that I went to you with it before I even went to Scott with it because Scott would have said no right away. Oh, understand. Okay, I get, I, I get that. Hey, Dave, can I ask you a different question? So yes. I'm more curious about how you feel about the championship. So if I said to you right now, give us a 1 through 12 ranking of teams for next year, what's your 1 through 12 ranking, just off the top of your head? All right, off the top of my head, uh, I think my f I got, I'm going to work uh, favorite other – I'll start with the favorite, uh, who I think would be Troy still. It has to be my, my preseason favorite. Um, Billy's probably two. Man, you guys might you guys are probably three with two. So those were the three that top three I had too. And then um, if he were here, I'd put him lower. But Brett is probably four. Um, <laughs> Falcone, yeah, A bomb, A bomb's team. I don't know what his picks look like. A bomb behind Brett. Is that where you're going? A bomb doesn't. Have any picks? Yeah, Abom and Falcone. Falcone has has up first. I probably go. Uh, all right. So I said Troy, Billy, you guys, Brett, Falcone, Mike, Abom. Then I feel like it's a lot of toss up. Chris has three first. I don't think his team is that great right now. Um, but like I sold off a lot of pieces at the end, um, and I don't have a first. I don't have a first this year. I have a bunch of seconds, and then the first kick in. Marino has a lot of too. Marino yeah, has Marino, a lot of picks too. Marino's got some picks, and then if his running backs stay healthy and improve, Marino could be there. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, so I think the, I think it's probably like a four-team, a three-team tier at the top. Um, maybe Bipu. So top four, and then I think Falcone and Mike are that middle tier where they're uh, – it could go one way or the other. And then between, like, me, Marino, and Chris, um, 
were kind of fighting it out for maybe being a, a surprise team. And then you got Sarlo, Calhoun, and Head. Um, Head probably being closest to competing out of those. Sarlo's got two firsts this year, so if he can hit on both of those, maybe something surprising happens. But that wasn't a, a, a say top twelve. But I'm just say Head seems better than Head seems better than you think. He'll they'll randomly put up like a 220 point week. Yeah, I think like he's got to get. He's got to get consistent. I think. I think he could be a surprising team next year. The, he doesn't have a, any first-round picks this year, which, you know, I would like to see him add something there. But, um, no, I, I, he did pretty well in the rookie draft this year too. Yeah, he had um, a lot of players that I know that we were looking at that I really was high on. Like, I really – I wanted with our second round in the – our second pick in the second round, I really was hoping Pittman – fell and then yeah. all of a sudden he took him and I was like damn that's a good pick I, I gotta give it to him on that one yeah um, yeah he took he took Jalen Hurts a pick in front of us too Mike was sick <laughs> yeah I we really want I was like all right if we I really liked him out of college I think I had like that gut feeling that he was going to be you know he's the next wave of the next wave of quarterbacks that you know with the running and passing like with the right system he could be like really good and then he went to the Eagles and for me is Draft stock plummeted. So yeah, especially when we, but we had Carson Wentz, so it wouldn't be bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I he got you know Dobbins in Baltimore didn't do much this year, but I think uh, Ingram's probably out of there next year, um, and I don't think Gus Edwards anything special. So I think Dobbins could take a step up. We saw T Higgins if he's got a healthy Burrow. <laughs> yeah, he really stepped up. So I think. You mentioned Pittman. I think uh, their quarterback situation could improve. So I think you're right. I think he could he could surprise some people next year. Maybe he'll be the the next Uber Wild Card. You know, was a big you know was a big part, Mike. And I was just re- I'm looking at our roster now. Is um, our defense? You know, we we were, we were always one of the first person to pick an IDP player in the draft, and four of our starters, two of them are rookies, and two are second year guys. So it's our defense was our defense. Our IDP players are really good this year, and I, I think that's a really good recipe. To be honest with you, I mean these guys are getting 15 points a game. Yeah, I mean we like two years ago, defense. The draft wasn't really big on any offensive players, so I kind of just studied the strength of the draft. So like last year was wide receivers. Two years ago was defense. So I just studied. All the defenses went for the higher, the best, better picks, and kind of that's how we did. We just built around, like, that's my thought process was built around the strength of the draft. So we went defense. We had Derwin James, who looks good if he can be healthy. He's got a couple injuries, but – and that's a good depth piece. Um, kind of fell into – this year we fell into Jeremy Chin, who had more points than some of our offensive players one game. So kind of just – yeah, I mean, he's the number two – yeah, he's the number two safety. We had the number one lineman and number one linebacker this year, so that was actually really helpful. Yeah, I think uh, two areas that, if I had to guess, and maybe I shouldn't be helping people, but that uh, our league overlooks, um, I think defense is one of them. I think there are some IDP leagues that are, like, even deeper where you're starting, like, four guys at a position. And so I think – they're like, oh, I can just figure this out on the fly. But I do think that defense matters. Um, and defense wins championship. Defense, uh, you guys are proof. 
Clearly. Uh, I think this year I I missed a lot on defense. Um, and I think that was honestly part of why our team struggled. There's a few weeks where we had like really, really dud weeks from our defensive players. And then the other one, I think, again, you guys being uber wildcard, you were uh, insulated from this. But I, I honestly think the division draft is another area where if – People actually, we don't get under know everything that's going to happen in football and in fantasy football. But in a dynasty league, we have a pretty like good idea of which teams are going to be good and which teams aren't. And if you can put some thought into that in the division draft, I think it, it definitely matters. I'm we, kind of curious to where, because it's the first time that we don't really have a hand in the division captaincy. So I'm kind of curious to how they're going to go without either, you know, trading away or having full control of the division. So it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to happen, in my view. If, if the division captaincy happens, because, you know, a lot of people aren't happy with the Uber wild card, and the only reason the Uber wild card is there is because of this division captaincy. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, I've, I'm pretty outspoken uh, in favor of both, but any uh, parting words for the rest of the losers in the league? Nah, nah. Here's, here's the problem. It's, you know... <laughs> I, it's 2020. We have an asterisk mug. It's fine. There were no winners. There's only losers. Our, our, saying, our saying for this year is we didn't win the mug. Troy lost the mug. I'm going to start. We can trade now. So what do you guys want for Duke Johnson? 